Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask for ears to hear what you desire to say to us through your Son, Jesus, and the power of his Holy Spirit as individuals and as a parish family. We make all these prayers through the intercession of Our Lady as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So as we gather for this fourth Sunday of Advent in just a couple days, it's Christmas Eve, and then it is Christmas Day. And a few words that have come to mind as I was meditating upon our gospel reading today is the word excitement, the word apathy, and the word conversion. Well, why excitement? I think a lot of us, we struggle to hear. I think a lot of times when we come to Mass, the Mass is more like a Charlie Brown Mass. Because if I asked you, like, what were the readings about, I think a lot of us, it sounded like this. Wah, 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 wah. Right? And... We have to know that the Lord is, is, is excited to stop that from happening. And we have to look at Mary as a woman on mission. She just heard from the angel Gabriel that she was going to be the mother of God. And she asked questions, well, how can this be? Right? And the angel Gabriel says, the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And nothing will be impossible with God. And she accepts her mission as the mother of God. She says, be it, done un- be it done unto me according to your word, for I am the handmaid of the Lord, right? And immediately, she goes to the hill country in haste. She moves speedily. And that's what the Lord wants to do for all of us today, is speedily remove this Charlie Brown mass sim- sim- symptoms we're having. I think a lot of us, we need to know that the Lord is excited that you're here, but sometimes we get deaf in the ear. And as I was meditating on this gospel, the one reading that really stood out, or the one portion of the reading that really stood out to me was one of the last lines where Elizabeth says, For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Mary comes with excitement to bring us good news, to bring us the Savior. She is the Ark of the New Covenant. And that covenant is a deeper relationship. It's an exchange of persons, and she's here to bring us Jesus. Now, as I was meditating on that particular line, the visual that came to mind was when a child or an adult receives a cochlear implant, which is for somebody who's deaf. And a cochlear implant helps a person see. And I've been watching these videos on these cochlear implants for people from ages of three, four, five, six months, all the way up to in their 30s and 40s. And to see the nurse, or to see the doctor, with the person who has that cochlear implant, to see them, and to see their family around them, and see see the excitement, it's very moving. And the mother might be sitting there with the child in her lap, and the father is right next to him. And the nurse starts counting down. They'll be able to hear your voice for the first time in five, four, three, two, one. And the child hears for the first time, or the adult hears for the first time. And the mother holding the child starts weeping. And the the dad is moved to tears as well. Because for the first time ever, their child is able to hear their voice. And the amount of excitement that they go through is beyond this world. It's truly a gift from God, what natural science has been able to do. 
And the amount of excitement that they, that they have is just an ounce compared to the amount of excitement that Jesus wants to have for you to begin to hear his voice. Because Elizabeth knew that Mary was going to come, and she comes and visits, and she's so excited to hear her voice, and we don't know the words that Mary said, but she brings Christ with her. Wherever Mary is, she brings Christ with her, and she brings us the ability to hear God. The Word made flesh, the fact that God became one of us. The fact that God became one of us. In order to save humans, God had to become one. And He comes with excitement. He comes with excitement to be with you. And if you're not excited to be with Jesus, then maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know the real Jesus. And that's where my second word comes in, is apathy. Apathy is defined as indifference towards what we should be passionate about or what we should be excited about. A lot of times, people say, you know, you do you and I'll do me. What you do doesn't bother me. But that doesn't work in Christianity because all of us are a part of a family. And when one hurts, we all hurt. And when one's excited, we should all be excited and share in that joy. There are no individuals, there are no lone rangers in Christianity. It doesn't work. And the world seems to be bombarding us with noise, bombarding us with just busyness, with the Christmas season. And I think a lot of us have forgotten the whole fact of what Christmas is all about. The fact that God became one of us. And we all have that God-sized hole in our heart. And he's excited for you to hear that he loves you and he wants to pour his mercy into your heart. And you can get a new PlayStation, you can get a new tablet, you can get a new car, you can get a new house, and you're still going to be wanting more. Because your heart and my heart is made for divine love. The first epistle of John says that perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And a lot of us, we live in fear. We live in fear, we live in worry, we live in anxiety, and the Lord wants to remove that. He wants you to walk in his light. So no matter where you are, whether your feet, where your feet are in the dirt in your own life right now, the Lord wants to encounter you through Mary's intercession. And he says, what's holding you back from being on fire, from being excited, being like Elizabeth, having that child inside of you, just come back to life. And maybe you need to ask yourself, where am I alive? But also, where am I dead? And where is the Lord calling me to wake up? To know that he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. And he desires to give me his mercy. And thirdly, the word after excitement and apathy is the word conversion. Our diocese did a study, and I talk about it quite often, and it still motivates me to hopefully preach the gospel, to preach to you what is the good news. And the study found that 80% of our parishioners, which is 80% of us, have never had a conversion. Don't know how to talk about an ongoing, active relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. And that's why we do things like Alpha. That's why we have the Alpha program. If you haven't signed up for it yet, I highly encourage you to do that. Because maybe we're thinking, I'm Catholic, but I don't know him. I know things about him in my head, but in my heart, I've really just never experienced him. So I want to give us a little bit of a call to action. A call to action because I think a lot of us are being called to Christian maturity. Christian maturity. 
And we have to stop living in a childish action of Christian, Christianity. So the Lord is calling a lot of the boys here to be men, to stop doing childish things. And he's asking a lot of the girls here to be women, to honor your bodies with dignity and men to uphold that dignity of every single woman. And that starts with prayer, daily prayer. If we don't pray daily, if we don't pray every day daily and talk to Jesus and take at least 10, 15 minutes with him, our faith is just an illusion. And that's the way it was for me most of my life. This whole idea of God becoming a person in Jesus, for some reason, just went right over the top of my head, you know? But the fact is that he did. And you don't have to be a Christian to believe that. You can look at history books. The person of Jesus really walked this earth. And through the power of his spirit, we can still converse with him. Through the power of the mass, we receive his body and blood. And he's asking, do you pray daily? If not, it's a call to action to re-engage. New Year's resolutions are coming up. Maybe there's one for you. The second one is, where do we get our energy from as Catholics? Where do we get our, where's our source when we plug in? As Catholics, it's the Eucharist and confession. That's where we get our source of energy. So Sunday Mass, at least at least once a week, is a non-negotiable for a mature Catholic or somebody who's maturing in their faith. Because we know we need to be with our family. We know we need to be where we belong. We know we need the body and blood of Jesus. We know we need to hear the word of God. We need some good news in this world that is bombarded with negative news. And I always encourage people, find an accountability partner to go to Mass on Sunday if you're doing it on your own. No more Lone Ranger Christianity. And the second thing is, go to confession once a month. Because with the amount of distractions, with the amount of evil in our world, with the amount of darkness, we need to know that we can, we can receive God's mercy. Jesus gave us his priests to forgive our sins, to know, that, to know that Jesus is always with you. Always with you. And thirdly, we can't know Jesus apart from the scriptures. We can't know Jesus apart from the Bible. If we say we know Jesus and we don't read the Bible, something's off. And we have such a blessing, it's such a new thing in the history of the world to be able to have books printed and to be able to spend time with this God who wants you to hear his voice. And we primarily do that through the scriptures. Where we hear who we are, we're sons and daughters. Where we find out that he has a plan for our lives. That where he commissions us to go and make disciples and to know that no matter what darkness you're in, there's always a way out and the word of God is power. The word of God is meant for your heart. We also need to be people of service. We need to be people who empty ourselves each week. We come back here to be filled back up. And some of us, when we ask for volunteers, it's the same people over and over. And the Lord is saying, it's time to step up for a lot of us. As we enter into the Christmas season, for some of us, it might be a huge act of service just to move our butts over a few seats. When all of a sudden these submarine Catholics seem to just rise to the surface and show up on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But if we see them and we're hard and bitter and we don't, we're not excited to re-engage them because we don't know what they're going through, we don't know what brought them here, but the fact is they're going to be here and we have to tell them, it's great that you're here. We're excited that you're here. If you want to be a door greeter those particular days, come see me after Mass, let me know. Something as simple as, we're happy that you're here. Because nobody wants to go to a church where it's just cold and lonely 
and everybody's isolated doing their own thing. The Lord is calling us to engage those submarine Catholics because the fact is that serious followers, serious disciples of Jesus Christ, they serve. And they might not be perfect at it, but when we serve and we rub shoulders with one another, one, another, one thing we do find out is that we're not alone. A lot of us have the same exact stinking trials and tribulations. And to know that you're not alone in this world is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And we also have to be people that are giving. Giving of everything of ourselves. Knowing that Jesus gives himself fully. And when we think we've given everything, the Lord's going to ask for more. But he'll also provide in that. And if it doesn't hurt to give, we're not truly sacrificing, we're not truly loving. It's got to be painful at times. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And sixth, my last challenge is to be a person who's radically conformed to the person of Jesus Christ. When I mean radically, we should stand out in our culture. And right now, we have this beige or gray Catholicism thing happening. The Lord wants you to be completely on fire and passionate for life. That's his plan for you. He wants you to know that we don't, we're not meant to be a bunch of roses, just one color. We're meant to be like a field of wildflowers. And in this time of darkness, where yesterday was the darkest day of the year, he's saying, be that light to others. When you have family, don't be bitter, be better. Welcome people with gracious hearts. Give without counting the cost and experience the freedom. Because he's calling all of us to step forward and wake up and mature. To know that he's excited to let you hear his voice. To take some steps towards the light and not away from the light. And he wants us to not be apathetic anymore. To be people of apathy. He wants us to wake up. But he also wants to encourage us to have a conversion, not just once, but every single day of our lives. To be able to see how he's calling out to each of us. And you might doubt that he's calling to you. But I'm here to say that through Mary's intercession, he's calling to each of you, no matter what darkness, no matter what struggle, no matter what place you're in, he's calling out to you, and he's calling out to you saying, come closer to me. Be not afraid, we hear in the scriptures, 365 times, one for each day. And he wants us to walk in freedom and not in fear. And one way we do that is by calling upon the Blessed Virgin Mary, who had every reason to be afraid, who had every reason to say, no way. But instead of being a person who thought of herself, she thought of, this is the hole in the, this is the filling for that hole in everybody's hearts. This is the Savior they've been waiting for for thousands of years. This is what Jesus wants to save you from, whatever personal hell or personal darkness you're going through. He says, let me save you from that so you can be safe. The miracle prayer I want us all to pray is called the Memoire. It's on the back cover of your heritage missile, so please grab your heritage missile. And on the upper left-hand corner is a prayer called the Memoire, and I guarantee you, if you pray this prayer more often, and if not every day, you're going to see miracles happening in your lives. So I want us to take a moment of silence, and I want you to think of what darkness are you struggling with? Who do you least want to see this Christmas season? And what are you not looking forward to? And ask for Mary's intercession to bring the power of Christ into that darkness. So we'll take a moment of silence to do that. And then we will pray this prayer as a community, asking also for that gift of hospitality so that when people come, we're happy to see them.
And please pray with me. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of the Virgins, my mother. Thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen.